Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I am your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you again on another episode of Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio Podcast. Vitality Radio is in its 12th year. Well, actually, it's going to hit year 13 in November. It's crazy. And every week I prepare this show and I try to bring some new passion, some new energy, some new ideas to you that I think will help you live a better and healthier life. That's what Vitality Radio is all about. Today is a very different kind of show. As things have progressed with this pandemic catastrophe, I prefer the word catastrophe because I think it's more accurate, I have tried to find a balance for you listening to the show of not going overboard talking about COVID and the politics of COVID and the nutrition of COVID and the pharmaceutical approach to COVID and so on and so forth. I've tried really hard to get you the information that I thought was of value, everything from helping you understand what type of things you can do to prevent viral invaders from hurting your body, to making sure that as much as possible, I can at least give you what I believe to be the truth when it comes to all of the crazy ups and downs of what you're hearing from the media, the fear tactics, the uh, guys like Dr. Tony Fauci giving you one bit of information one day and a different bit of information the next day. Yeah, masks aren't going to work. Yeah, everybody should wear a mask. Now everybody should wear goggles, but I'm not really going to wear a mask or goggles. And hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. It's probably dangerous. We don't know enough about it. We don't have double-blind studies. And yet this vaccine or the vaccines that we're going to roll out are going to be really safe and effective and so on and so forth. There's all this double talk going on. And I think, frankly, a lot of propaganda. So I've tried to bring as much light to that as I can with a goal of at least letting you know that there are other approaches that we can take than just the company line we're getting from the CDC. Now, I'm not trying in any way to talk down to you. I don't consider anybody listening to the show to be naive or stupid. I do come at this from a little bit different angle, though, than a lot of people, because I have been steeped in the alternative way of looking at things for my whole life. I mean, Vitality Radio, almost 13 years old, Vitality Nutrition, 
the store that brings you Vitality Radio is 43 years old this month, and I'm 48 years old. And my dad was a renegade, a rebel at heart in so many ways. And I was taught to question everything and question authority and certainly don't rely on the media or the government as my source, certainly not my sole source of information. Now, maybe you're that way as well. Maybe you're not. I don't know what your background is. We all come at this from a very, very different angle and a very unique angle, I believe. So all I can do is tell you what I believe to be true. And that's what today's show is all about. Now, over the last several weeks, I've tried to talk less about COVID. Today, I'll talk very little about COVID, but I will talk very much about things that have to do with the current state of affairs in this country, the United States of America, and the state in which I reside, Utah. So we're going to talk a lot about that kind of stuff today. We're going to talk about the power of one voice that will speak its own truth and the value of that and what it can do in a world where propaganda and smoke and mirrors, sleight of hand, is constantly trying to get our focus away from what may actually be the truth. So that's what today's show is about. Now, I've got a few announcements that I want to make, and then I want to get right into the show and share with you some personal stories, some stories that I have heard from people who I respect, and some research that I believe proves my point in uh, very profound ways. So I've got a lot for you. I'm really excited about this show, maybe as much or more than any show I've ever done in the last almost 13 years of doing Vitality Radio. And I hope you feel the same. I would love to have your feedback on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vitality Radio is where you can find us. You can call 801-292-6662. You can talk to me in person there at Vitality Nutrition, or you can leave a message for me with one of my wonderful teammates there at Vitality Nutrition. Uh, you can email us, info, I-N-F-O, at vitalitynutrition.net. That's info at vitalitynutrition.net. I would really like to have your feedback uh, because I want to know how this lands, uh, frankly. I, there is so much information out there, and we are at what I consider to be an incredibly critical time in the history of this world, of this country, and of the state that, again, Vitality Radio comes to you from, Utah. There's a lot on the line. We've got the kids heading back to school either this week or next, depending on where your kids are at. Perhaps you've chosen to homeschool your children or put them in a private school or a different school because you don't like what's happening in the regular public schools. Perhaps you're going to put them back in, but you're hesitant. Perhaps you are sending them back and feel like it's all fine. Regardless of what your stance is on all that, I believe we as parents owe it to our children to know what's going on, and maybe more than anything else, to 
figure out what's going on for ourselves so that we can guide our children through what is continually being called the new normal. I refuse to use that terminology other than to talk about it and disparage it. I'm not okay with the new normal, and I'm going to explain that in some detail as I move forward. But first, I have a couple of announcements, and I think they're important ones. Two really, really great events coming up. One is today. If you're listening on Saturday, August 22nd, today at 5 p.m., if you're in Utah, I would highly recommend you figure out how to fit this into your schedule. And that is a rally in Orem at the Center Street Park in Orem, 5 p.m. This rally is exciting. I will be there. And if you come, I'll be there with my kids. I would love to shake your hand. So if you don't know what I look like, you haven't met me, knowing that this is an audio format, whether you're on the podcast or the radio show, look me up on Facebook. You'll find me. And then come and introduce yourself. I would love to shake your hand. I'd love to meet you and talk to you at this event. I'm very, very excited about it. It's a rally at 5 p.m. in Orem, Utah at the Center Street Park. It is called the Rise Up Utah Rally, and it's about liberty. Now, this is not a rally I've organized, but it's certainly one that I am happy to promote. It's about liberty to go back to school without masks and shields. It's about liberty to stop the madness of ruining our economy over a virus that even the Centers for Disease Control says 99.74% of people recover from. It is about taking a stand, and some really great minds will be there speaking. Del Bigtree will be there. If you don't know who he is, I highly recommend you uh, check into him. Uh, thehighwire.com is his website. Excellent information there. Robert Scott Bell will be there. If you don't know who he is, he's actually a Utah resident now, and uh, he has a great podcast, The Robert Scott Bell Show. I'd look into that. And also Robin Openshaw will be there. She's actually the organizer. She is fantastic. You can find her on Facebook. They'll be speaking the truth about what is happening in America today and how uh, we can stop it uh, and reestablish what ought to be normal as opposed to this quote-unquote new normal that we keep hearing about. Uh, Check out the information on my Facebook page, either my name, Jared St. Clair, or Vitality Radio on Facebook. Uh, I will have the flyer posted there. We'll have flyers at Vitality Nutrition as well with the information if you want to call 801-292-6662. But it is the Rise Up Utah Rally. It is in Orem at 5 p.m. today, Saturday, August 22nd. And again, I'll be there with my children. I look forward to meeting you there as well at the Orem Center Street Park, 5 p.m. Saturday, August 22nd. Another awesome event next week, starting August 24th, so just in a couple of days, an event that I am really, really happy to be a part of again this year. It's called the Be Healthy Utah Natural Health and Wellness Conference. BeHealthyUtah.com is where you go. That's B-E-HealthyUtah.com. 
You register for free. This thing is absolutely free. There has been a fee in the past, but because it's done virtually over the internet, it will be free. 20 speakers on different topics about getting and staying well naturally. 10 interactive classes like yoga, qigong, stretching, foam rolling, meditation, and more. Food demonstrations. Each day will be different, and it will be August 24th through the 28th. You can join the movement where their goal is to help natural health care become the standard, not the alternative. And boy, I can say, I love that. I will be speaking as well as about 29 other people. Really great information. BeHealthyUtah.com. You can register for free. Certainly don't have to attend all five days. Uh, But once you register, you'll be able to see schedules and decide what you want to tune into and so on and so forth. Should be awesome. And then the last thing before I get all the way into the show is I mentioned earlier Vitality Nutrition, which is my family business that has been bringing you Vitality Radio for the last almost 13 years now, is turning 43 years old this month. And you can join us next week starting on the on Thursday. That is the 27th. So the 27th, 28th, and 29th, we are having a huge birthday party for us. We're throwing a birthday party for us and you get to benefit from it because we're 43 years old. We'll have 43 products at 43% off. Our great vendors have arranged for us to do that. Things like CBD and a variety of other amazing formulas. These are not going to be things that we're trying to close out. This is great stuff that we sell a lot of on a regular basis at discounts uh, that in most cases have never been offered on these particular products. 43 products at 43% off, hundreds of products, 20 to 50% off. It starts on Thursday, runs through Saturday. We'll be raffling off well over $1,000 worth of free prizes and products and doing tons of other fun stuff. I'll be there all three days to answer your questions, as will my awesome team. Uh, We will also have lots of free samples the first 100 people that come in get a free gift bag with all kinds of good stuff in it. It'll be a lot of fun. We did this three years ago, haven't done it in a couple of years, and decided, hey, might as well do it now. So our 43rd year in business, and we want to celebrate with you, call us at 801-292-6662. If you can't make it in in person, we can still take care of you over the phone. That's 801 292 6662. If you are local and can make it in, we'd love to see you in person at 107 South, 500 West in Bountiful at Vitality Nutrition. Okay, so the show is going to be one topic. There will be some ranting involved for sure. Basically, I'm going to take this very, very seriously. I often have a lot of levity in what I say, and you may find some as I go because I never <laughs> I never give up the chance to tell a little joke, but this is a serious topic, and I want to go into it in a very, well, I guess just a very serious way. I think it's very valuable. I have learned some very powerful lessons over the last several months and years in my own life, and I hope to share some of those with you, and I hope to help empower you through some of the things that I have personally had to learn. I'm going to get pretty personal today. As I talk about this, and I hope that's okay, I think it's going to be worth your time, and I hope that you stay tuned. I'm going to start with a quote that was attributed to Gandhi. Uh, Some say it isn't him. Some say it's paraphrased. I don't really care who said it because there's wisdom in these words, and certainly Gandhi uh, 
spoke many words of wisdom in his day. He says, many people, especially ignorant people, want to punish you for speaking the truth, for being correct, for being you. Never apologize for being correct or for being years ahead of your time. If you're right and you know it, speak your mind. Speak your mind. Even if you are a minority of one, the truth is still the truth. And that's what I'm going to talk about today is speaking your truth. About seven years ago, five years into doing Vitality Radio, I had an epiphany. You see, I talk about a lot of controversial topics. I oftentimes come out very hard against modern pharmaceuticals, against government regulations when it comes to our health, against local politicians as well as national politicians, against regulators at the FDA, the CDC, the World Health Organization. I've attacked vigorously the Susan Komen Foundation. Oh boy, it took me some courage to get up to that one. A lot of people think that's a wonderful organization and they paint themselves in an amazing way. But if you look beneath the surface, it ain't what you think it is. I've talked about the American Cancer Society, the American Heart Association, and the list goes on and on. Early on, the first five years of the show, I tried very hard not to offend any listener. I thought, I need all the listeners I can get. I don't want to take anybody off. I don't want anybody to tune out because I'm too radical or whatever it is. And about five years in, again, seven years ago, I determined that I was going about it all wrong, that my best shows up to that point had been the ones where I didn't mind offending a few people, that if their ears didn't like what they heard, they could turn it off, and that was okay with me. I don't do well with people turning me off. And let me explain. If you're familiar with the five love languages, there is one called words of affirmation. That's my number one love language. I often joke because number two is physical touch, that if you rub my back while you tell me how great I am, you'll be my best friend. But words of affirmation are important to me. I don't know why. I wish I understood it. It's, I suppose, like most things, a strength and also a weakness. But to a large extent, it's been a weakness in my life because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, ruffle anyone's feathers. And I've paid the price many times for being that way. So seven years ago, I decided at least when it came to Vitality Radio, I, to quote the immortal Phil Collins, don't care anymore. And it's not that I don't care. I do care. I care too much in many cases, but I had to stop caring if somebody disagreed with me, didn't like what I said, or whatever. I started becoming more boisterous on social media. I started speaking my truth more boldly with more passion than I had in the past, and Vitality Radio became a great show because of it. At least I think it's great. I started getting far more positive reviews from people, uh, people personally telling me, telling my team at Vitality Nutrition, uh, 
telling family members and friends how great Vitality Radio was. And I didn't hear a lot of that in the first few years. I started hearing much more. In fact, I got more negative energy when I held my tongue than when I let it go. So since then, for the most part, I've just let it go. I imagine I've probably still held back a little bit, been a little cautious. There are certain things I legally can't say because I'm not a doctor. So I have to be cautious with some of those things. But for the most part, Vitality Radio has blossomed since I chose that path. Unfortunately, in the rest of my life, I still struggle with that. And I said I'll get personal, and I will in a minute, but I read an excellent article as I was preparing for this by a guy named Vince Gauman. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, He's an author and facilitator who basically helps people find their voice. And he had some fantastic ideas on why people like me, people who are passionate, educated, but sometimes still unwilling to just stand up and be counted, why people like me might feel that way and might hold back. And as I talk today, I want this show to not be about me at all. I will use personal experiences. I will tell you personal stories. But I want you, as best you can, to put yourself in this conversation that we're having and to bounce these ideas off of your truth. I don't know if you agree with me or not. I stand behind a microphone looking on a computer screen, and I have no idea who you are listening right now. (laughs) And that's okay. That was one of the hardest things to get over doing a radio show, is having no idea who was listening and whether they were turning it up or turning it off. But it is what it is, and I'm okay with that. So the question is, are you okay with that? And so put yourself in these positions that I lay out for the rest of the show. Mr. Galman says, some people have a can't say no attitude. Saying yes is easier for someone who is raised to fear saying no. Within the word no lies fear, guilt, and shame, and the belief that you are letting others down if you put yourself first. Well, I don't say no well. And I'll tell you, that thing that happened to me, that epiphany I had seven years ago, as I've moved along, I've said no better and better and better, but I still struggle to say no specifically to the people I care the very most about, my children, my loved ones, my team at Vitality Nutrition, that group, the people closest to me. I don't like to say no to them because I don't like to let them down. But anyone who's a parent knows that we have to say no to our children sometimes, right? And sometimes it's easy when they're at risk, you know, physically. No, don't run out in the road. No, don't touch the stove, that sort of thing. But one thing that has happened all too much in my life and probably in yours to some extent is we don't say no enough in many cases. And with our kids, we can end up with spoiled children who are less equipped for life because of that. In society, with our friends and family and coworkers and employees and employers, we can end up paying a heavy price 
for not being willing to say no. The next one is that we want to be a good girl or a good boy. You know, we learned as a youth that we should be a good girl or a good boy and basically behave. But now being nice is not serving us anymore, at least not all the time. In fact, it causes us to be accommodating and accepting of things that do not deserve our tolerance. I'm going to restate that a little bit differently. Being a good boy or a good girl may not be serving you anymore. You may be accepting and accommodating of things that do not deserve your tolerance. Think in terms of what's happening right now in our world. Maybe you have a fear of conflict. Oh boy, I struggle with this one big time. It's tough to step into the fire of conflict and be disagreeable while being nice. The edgy grittiness of the bad boy or bad girl may be useful if you are to stand in the heat of conflict with strength and integrity, Mr. Galman says. In other words, sometimes we have to feel like the bad boy or the bad girl as opposed to the good boy or good girl if we're going to stand in the heat of conflict with strength and integrity. The integrity is very, very important here, and I'm going to talk about that more. Maybe we devalue our own ideas and opinions, and I'll talk about that in some detail with some scientific studies that have been done. Powerful stuff. Maybe we feel unsafe to share. And I'll give you an example of this, and I'll go into it in a little more detail a little later on discussing the senator here in Utah, Senator Mike Lee, who actually posted something on Facebook or Instagram, I think it was, and then took it down. But I saw it before it was taken down, and I reposted it with my thoughts. And it was when that happened that I decided this is what I was going to talk about on today's show. And I'm not going to tell you what the post was yet. I will share it in a moment. But I often now, much more often than I used to, will post something on social media and think to myself with some anxiety, that's going to come back to bite me in the butt, so to speak. Somebody who I at least have a relationship with and potentially care about is going to not like what I said, and it's going to create conflict with someone who I don't like to have conflict with. And that's what I expected when I posted this, but I didn't care. I really didn't care. Interestingly enough, I didn't get any conflict, and I'll explain that in a minute. Very interesting stuff. We also have this inner critic that's relentless that oftentimes will just tell us, yeah, you know, you're right, but you really shouldn't, you really shouldn't say that. It's going to ruffle feathers. It's not going to be good. We judge ourselves too harshly in many cases. We judge our truth too harshly. Sometimes we're unnecessarily apologetic. Interestingly enough, in my post that I put up, I specifically said, I am not sorry for my feelings on this topic. Rather than, I'm sorry I feel this way, but, oh, don't blunt your words like that. Don't blunt your words like that. Your truth is your truth, and it may not be my truth. It may not jive with how I feel at all, but don't blunt your own truth 
by apologizing for feeling that way. I don't think that that serves anybody when we do that. And then sometimes we doubt our own intelligence, our own self-worth, our own knowledge base. You know, maybe we're speaking a truth that we think is true, but maybe we don't know is true. And I would say that if you don't know it's true, we'll find out. But if you have determined that you are speaking the truth, you ought to get it out there. It's valuable to somebody. So, the words we bring forth will arise from a place of spirited love, and we needn't worry whether speaking our truth will offend others. For when two people come together in this spirit of love, the language communicated is easily understood by their hearts without an agenda. I love that. I want to say it again. The words we bring forth when we speak our truth will arise from a place of spirited love. And we needn't worry whether speaking our truth will offend others. It certainly could. And in many cases, it probably will. But when two people come together in this spirit of love, the language communicated is easily understood by their hearts without an agenda. I think there's real power in those words. I really, really like that. You're familiar with the emperor's new clothes, the Hans Christian Andersen story, where the emperor is conned into thinking that he's getting a new outfit that is made of the most fine fabrics that money can buy. He is convinced to pay a premium and watch watches as it's made, even though there's no fabric there at all. This con man is so convincing that the emperor buys into it, and not just the emperor, but as the emperor talks to his advisors, his advisors buy into it as well. They watch as nothing is being made, but it looks as if they're knitting something. And then they watch as the emperor is takes off his old clothes, completely naked, and puts on the new outfit that does not exist. And then he parades out in front of everybody, and one young boy says, the emperor has no clothes. There's a lot of power in that story, and it's a classic for a reason. And it's so reminiscent of our day right now because this pandemic, to me, is an emperor with no clothes. We have been made to believe, I believe, conned into believing that we have an incredibly dangerous situation when what we have, according to the Centers for Disease Control, the people associated with Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, according to guys like Bill Gates, according to the World Health Organization, and so on and so forth, a 99.74% recovery rate. And a virus that on the Princess Cruise Line that was quarantined only made about 20% of a captive audience sick. 
it's been proven time and time again, frankly, quite by accident, not by study, that at least 60 to 80 percent of Americans don't seem to be able to even get this thing at all. And 99.74% of the people who do get it, get better. Now, if that's actually the case, and we have plenty of evidence that that is, then why are we social distancing, wearing masks, sheltering in place, closing businesses, preparing rushed vaccines, that according to the Moderna study, have 100% side effects, 80% mild side effects, 20% significant side effects. And now we have people saying that they're going to mandate these things. Would you rather have a vaccine that's 100% likely to cause a side effect or a virus that's 99.74% likely to go away after you've had it for a week or two? if you can even catch it in the first place. The emperor has no clothes, and yet we fight. We struggle. We watch as we have a national coin shortage. Now there's a national aluminum shortage. Did you know that? There's a potential mandatory vaccine coming. There's a space race again. Remember back in the day when Sputnik beat us into space? Well, the new vaccine that Russia says that they've just about got developed is called Sputnik 5. Isn't that wild? The propaganda, the fear-mongering, and everything that's going on has been made to convince us that there is a suit of clothes on the emperor. And yet the emperor stands in front of our eyes, naked as a jaybird. Still, sometimes people speak their minds. You have spoken your mind in the past and been smacked down for it. I once spoke my mind to a close family member about something that was very important, that was 100% true. I was in the right. And I was told I would never be forgiven for those words. I would never be forgiven. And I haven't been. 20 plus years later. Sometimes we speak our truth and it hurts. And that's okay. Because the truth is still the truth. So I'm not going to tell you that you're going to suddenly start posting on Facebook and Instagram and sharing things on YouTube and whatever else. And you're not going to have some friends or family members saying, whoa, (laughs) they're crazy. You're not going to ever speak anything controversial and not have some controversy with it. But that's okay. Because the truth is still the truth. And I'm going to explain why I think it's so incredibly important. Why now, more than any other time in the history of my life, at 48 years old, 
that we speak our truth boldly and passionately because now is the time. There has never been a better time in my life to throw off the shackles of fear and speak my truth. So I mentioned Mike Lee. I don't know how you feel about him as a politician. I don't really care. And I'm only singling him out because it's a great example of what I'm talking about. And I'm not meaning to make this a political show anyway, right, left, center, whatever. But he posted a picture of a, an elementary school classroom with a teacher in a mask, all the children in masks, socially distanced at their desks, several feet apart, with what they're calling power shields. I mean, that sounds pretty cool, a power shield. If, you know, I've got an almost eight-year-old son, he'd probably love to have a power shield. I think of Captain America's power shield. It's awesome, right? But these are plexiglass probably on both sides and in front of the child. And they're sitting at their desk with their mask on, the power shield, socially distanced. And it looks like something out of 1984 the George Orwell novel, which apparently was not novel, but prophecy, but whatever. And Michael Lee, the senator of this great state of Utah, said, what the actual hell? This is a direct quote from his Instagram. If they're already wearing masks and distanced, why the need for a power shield? By the way, power shield equals euphemism for cage, he says. I'm sure that whoever came up with this idea had good intentions, but some ideas prove better on paper than in practice. This is mean. Update. Apparently, the school deleted the Instagram post, but here's a screenshot, and he put a picture of it. And he got a mix of things back. Uh, Somebody said, no, this is insanity. Uh, You have masks on every child, then you have them six feet apart and inside a cube. I'll tell you what this is going to teach our children. It's to teach them to fear human touch, to fear close proximity. They will all be germaphobes for this. And then somebody else said, mocking the best efforts of teachers and educational administrators who are trying to manage their way out of this country's failed response to a global pandemic is not leadership. You are a United States senator. Do something. Well, he had a lot of positive. He had a lot of negative. (laughs) What politician doesn't deal with that, right? But for some reason, he decided that he was going to apologize. He took the post down and he said, Last night I posted a photograph of a classroom in Provo showing a masked teacher and young students who were both masked and sitting behind plexiglass shields. It was a mistake on my part to post it along with my flippant commentary. I recognize that these are difficult times, that reasonable minds can disagree as to the best solution in any given set of circumstances, and that it's certainly not my place to make decisions about what's best for a particular classroom. My comments ignored that fact, and while this was not my intent, showed disrespect for the teacher in that classroom 
along with parents and other school personnel who might have been involved. I've deleted the post and I apologize to the teacher and to any students, parents, and school personnel I might have offended. Now, I don't know what kind of pressure he got from places that we can't see. I have no idea if the governor called him. I don't know. But he felt the pressure. He took it down. He spoke his truth. He heard some negatives. He took his truth back and apologized for it. But what he said when speaking his truth was dead on. In my opinion, it's pretty simple, actually, because what he said was true. We don't want our children in that situation. If you do, and and maybe you do, maybe you disagree with me, and if that's the case, you know what? That's okay too. But I disagree with power shields and masks on children. We have literally no proof that the mask does anything. We have massive amounts of proof that children from age 5 to 14 are basically 100% safe from this virus, with unbelievably rare exception. Elementary school children or children of any age, adults for that matter, do not need to be wearing a mask for a virus that 99.74% of us recover from. They just don't. And that is the truth. It's not propaganda. I don't stand to gain anything from people wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. In fact, quite the contrary. If I wanted to, I could continue the fear mongering and get more people to come into Vitality Nutrition and buy more supplements to fight off COVID. But if you sit in Vitality Nutrition and listen to me talk to customers about COVID-19, you'll hear me say, I'm personally not particularly concerned about it. If you want to keep your immune system up, I'll help you. Vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, many options to keep your immune system up. But COVID is literally less than half as concerning as the flu, according to what we're seeing in children. Less than half as concerning. Uh, During the time frame from February through August, uh, or maybe it was late July, I'm sorry, I don't have the numbers in front of me, over twice as many children had died of seasonal flu as COVID-19 between the ages of 5 and 14. So the flu is literally twice as bad. And we've been dealing with that for years. No power shields, no masks. And why has it all changed? Because there is an agenda. I will tell you that I'm not convinced that I know exactly what the agenda is or how many agendas there might be. I think there's more than one. And I'm not going to get into the rabbit hole of conspiracy. But there's something going on here, I think a lot going on here, and we have to recognize that. And I'm not even here to convince you that that's the case. 
all I really want to do today is help you help the people you love and help yourself by speaking the truth. If you feel the way that I feel, heck, if you feel the opposite of the way I feel, then speak that truth too. I don't want to convince you of anything, but don't keep your mouth shut. This is the worst time in history to keep your mouth shut. There are so many times throughout the history of this great nation that had people kept their mouth shut, bad things would have happened or great things would not have happened. The Revolutionary War comes to mind. A researcher named Solomon Ash performed some experiments in the 50s. In one of them, he lined up five actors and one test subject. Now, the test subject thought they were all test subjects. Six people in a room, but only one person wasn't in the know. They all sat in the room looking at the same poster with varying size lines drawn on it. It was very obvious which two lines were the same length. In fact, 99% of the participants who took the test alone got the answers right. In other words, if they were the only person in the room, they got the answer right 99% of the time. However, when they did it as a group and the five actors were told to answer incorrectly, in other words, there was an A, B, and a C, and the five actors said A. The sixth person would also choose A 37% of the time, even though it was obvious to the naked eye that A was the incorrect answer. So they went up from 1% incorrect to 37% incorrect because of what? Well, the easy way to put it would be peer pressure. Afterwards, they were interviewed and they gave various responses, but basically what the test subject said is that they were afraid that they were wrong, that they just weren't seeing it right because everybody else in the room was seeing it a specific way, or that they didn't want to feel stupid for seeing it wrong. But here's the thing that is powerful and that we have to recognize and that we have to utilize if we want to truly stand for our truth. In an additional experiment, Mr. Ash had five actors in the room, but this time only four of them were told to give the wrong answer, and one of them was told to give the right answer this time. So now we had a test subject, an actor that would give the right answer before the test subject was asked to give their response, and four actors that were going to give the wrong answer. In those experiments, guess what happened? 95% of the test subjects gave the right answer because now they had an ally. They had a friend in the room who gave the same answer as they did, and they felt empowered to also give that answer. Now, they weren't standing alone. There is a strong belief in my heart, and I don't know what the truth is. There is no way to know what the truth is right now. But I believe that there is a vocal majority, maybe, uh, sorry, a silent majority, certainly a very big group of people that is remaining silent about this topic. 
because they don't want to A, be attacked, B, look stupid, C, be wrong, D, you name the reason that they may not want to do it. But I believe that when you show, this is an anonymous quote, it's not from me, when you show up authentic, you create the space for others to do the same. Walk in your truth. And that's what happened in these experiments. When there was one person in the room, they answered right 99% of the time. When there were six people in the room and five of them answered incorrectly, the sixth person also answered incorrectly 37% of the time. From 1% to 37%. When two people in the room when one other person in the room was given the right was giving the right answer that next person gave the right answer 95% of the time you can be the one actor who knows the truth and tells the truth so that the test subject will feel empowered to also tell the truth and if you tell the truth And someone hears that truth and says, hey, that's someone I care about. That's someone I respect. They're telling the truth. And that's a truth I agree with. I'm going to tell the truth too. And you can see how the domino effect can take place. And suddenly, the silent majority could become the vocal majority. It is very easy to be loud and noisy and join the crowd of the conformist in the case that we have right now with COVID. Very easy to be the one that says, just wear the damn mask. I've read that so many times on social media. It's easy to say it because that's what everybody's saying. But if you're the person saying, wait a minute, I don't want to wear the damn mask then you need to say that. You need to stand up. If you don't want to send your kid to a school in in a mask, do something about it. If you don't want your kid behind a power shield, do something about it. Don't be silent. Don't take this and just deal with it because it's the quote-unquote new normal. Nothing, nothing is worse than silence in a situation like this one that we are in. I'm going to share a story with you, and then I'll wrap it up. My friend and I went to South Dakota last weekend. We chose South Dakota because unlike Governor Herbert and his little buddy Cox, Governor Noem in South Dakota still believes in freedom and the constitution of this great country. So we went where we felt we would be able to live life and enjoy ourselves with relative ease, basically escaping to some degree, like you're supposed to do on vacation, right? One thing that I noticed time and time again was the indecision as to whether or not someone would put their mask on before entering a store. Two people walking into a convenience store at the same time I was, I just watched. And as they walked towards the door, they saw the sign that said, masks are appreciated. And they pulled their masks out of their pockets. 
As they got closer to the door, I saw one of them peering through the window of the door and said to the other one, oh, there's other people and they're not wearing masks. And they both immediately shoved the mask back in their pockets. Those two people were like the test subject who had a friend, had an ally. Already in the store, a complete stranger, not wearing a mask. I want to believe that my refusal to wear a mask throughout this crisis has empowered others to feel that they don't need to as well. I went into a store uh, just two days ago in uh, the Traverse Mountain Outlets, the Ultra store. I'll give them a shout out because they have amazing shoes for really good prices, by the way. And they didn't have a sign on the door that said you had to wear a mask or even that masks were appreciated. They did say that if you'd been sick in the last seven days and so on and so forth, you know, please don't come in. And that's, you know, that's fine, whatever. But the employees were wearing them and all the other customers. There were three other customers in the store all wearing masks. And almost every single store in Traverse Mountain has a sign saying mask required, which means that almost every store in Traverse Mountain, I won't patronize. I just won't. You can't believe how much business I haven't given to stores that require a mask. Regardless, I walked into the store expecting someone to say something, honestly, and nobody did. And I bought some shoes and I left and the person was very kind, but I felt the entire time that I was probably being judged. Was I? I have no idea. The employees, I'm sure, are compelled to wear a mask. And that's a tough position to be in. I don't make my employees wear a mask. In fact, quite the opposite. And I certainly don't make my customers wear a mask, nor will I ever. But I don't know if I was being judged. But I felt like I was. It's not always comfortable. And it's an interesting position for a white man in Utah to feel this way because I don't know that I've ever felt like such a minority in my life. And that is probably really, really good for me. I think I'm learning some things. And the biggest thing that I'm learning is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I was listening to Dell Bigtree the other day, and he told a story that I absolutely loved. I wrote it down for you. He said, my parents taught me to question authority from day one. I went to school in third grade, and when I came home from school, my mom asked me, what happened to your T-shirt? You see, I had walked out the door that morning in a T-shirt that I had made in art class that spelled my gymnastics team across it, the Flyers. And so when I got home in a different t-shirt, she said, what happened to your t-shirt? And I said, well, my friend Craig said it looked stupid and he lives next to the school. So I borrowed a t-shirt from him. My mom pulled me out of school the next day and I was homeschooled after that. She said, I will never raise children that care what somebody else thinks. You liked that shirt. You believed in what you were doing. You're going to believe in who you are and what you are and that is what made me who I am today. That's a quote from Dell Bigtree, and I love it. And I'm going to teach my children that 
in a bolder and more profound way than I have in the past. And this is how I'll close. It is time to take a stand for truth. I, for one, am not willing to accept a new normal. I do not intend to be subjected to the lies and propaganda that eventually will turn us all into slaves. I will not be mandated and consent to vaccination for a virus that isn't as dangerous as the vaccine itself. In fact, not even close. I am not going to send my kids to a school that treats them as a danger to the other students and teachers and teaches them that humanity is a danger to them. I will not shop at stores that require that I cover my face to enter the facility. I am just not willing to be treated like I am a danger to society. I am not, and neither are you. Now, if you want to wear a mask, I will not judge you. That's my promise to you. I will not judge you for wearing a mask. I will not judge you for social distancing, and I will appreciate the same treatment in return. What I will simply ask of you is this. If you don't feel that you know the truth of what is happening with this so-called pandemic, you owe it to yourself, your family, and the greater good to find out. Then do what you feel is right and stand in your truth with integrity and boldness. And I promise I will do the same. Thank you for listening to me. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.